Yes, people, how are we all doing? I hope we're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So I hope we're all liking the fancy little intro music and it's the first episode that we're going to be having it on, uh, a solo episode I should say, first solo episode we are having the intro music on, so a big moment. Anyway, this episode is going to be titled Three Tips for Fat Loss, something that a lot of people struggle with, a lot of people want to lose a little bit of body fat and maybe don't know how to or maybe go about it the wrong way because there is hundreds of different ways, hundreds of different methods, diets, fat loss tips, so many different bits of advice out there and you need to just keep it plain and simple. Overall, the main way that you're going to lose body fat is by expending, so burning, more calories than you are actually consuming. That's the main thing. That's kind of just summing everything up completely. Obviously, you can go into detail a little bit more about what food you do, what type of exercise you do, but that is the big sum. So when I look at someone who wants to lose a little bit of body fat, the first thing I look and say, right, what's your diet like and what are you expending in terms of what's your training like? Are you getting enough steps in? Are you active enough? Are you in a sedentary job? Are you sitting down a lot on the computer all day and not really getting out and about for walks and expending the calories that you were consuming? So you've got to look at that. But like I said, today is going to be mainly three tips which I've personally used for myself and for a lot of clients what I found to be very, very beneficial. Three simple things that you can implement in your life to help you with fat loss. So tip number one is going to be something that I implement myself and when my, my clients are on lower calories, I implement it with them as well, which is intermittent fasting or any sort of fasting in general. So intermittent fasting is pretty much just cutting your eating window down to say eight to six hours in a day. So you wouldn't be eating for around a 16 hour period. Now, doesn't have to be strict bang on 16 hours. You can kind of be a bit more flexible with it. One thing that people commonly get confused with fasting is it is not some magic, mystical, scientific thing that's going to make you lose fat if you just don't eat for 16 hours and only eat for eight. It's not that at all. Intermittent fasting is just a tool for restricting your calories. So if you think about it, if you've only got an eight hour window to consume your 2000 calories, for example, it's come probably going to be a little bit easier to hit those 2,000 calories, whereas if you were eating in, say, a 12 to even 14-hour um, window, there's probably a lot more room for error. So you probably have your breakfast at 8 o'clock, for example. There's 500 calories at the window. You've only got 1,500 calories left. Whereas if you've left your first meal to, say, 12, 1 o'clock, have your 500 calories there, then you've probably only got about another 6 hours to have these 1,500 calories, if you get what I mean. So it just restricts that calorie window makes it almost feel like within that eight hour window or that six hour window, whatever window you choose to have in terms of your eating window, makes it feel like you're having more food than you actually are. However, getting to that window in terms of actually surviving the 60, I say surviving, you're not, nothing bad's going to happen. Just don't worry about it. Getting to that 16 hour, past that 16 hour non-eating window is a tough part, which a lot of people obviously struggle with, with the hunger, and um, especially early in the day when they're so used to eating early in the day. Funny enough, your body, like it does with its sleep, it has an eating sort of clock. So 
if you're always consistently getting up at seven o'clock, having your breakfast at eight o'clock, having your lunch at 12 o'clock, your body will naturally get hungry around those times each day. So getting used to fasting, you almost have to teach your body and get used to missing that breakfast out and having your, your first meal, so your breakfast, breakfast, at that 12, that one o'clock, whatever it is. So getting used to it is the tricky part. Once you get used to it, trust me, it's easier than you think. Just make sure you're staying hydrated. Um, if you do have any sort of other form of liquid, make sure it's either a black coffee or a herbal tea that doesn't have any milk, no sugar, no sweeteners, nothing else. All you're allowed is water and some sort of um, zero calorie um, herbal tea or coffee, black coffee. That's all you're allowed in terms of the fasting. You can go into detail and saying that you shouldn't really have anything, but for most of my clients, in terms of what we want to do is restrict the calories, that's what we go for. If you want to go down the route of having something like a, a white monster, which again is very, very minimal calories, a little bit of caffeine and carbonated to, you, to fill you up, yes, you can do that. It's going to restrict your eating window. However, you're not going to get the true benefits of fasting in terms of the, the resting of the digestive system and all the recovery aspects in terms of inflammation and everything. But that's nothing to worry about in terms of fat loss. But like I said, it's just a tool for restricting your calories. I mentioned before, there's a few benefits in terms of digestion. It gives your digestive system a little bit more of a break. Obviously, a 16-hour break where there's, there's no food really um, getting consumed. Well, there isn't food, any food at all getting consumed. So your body can just focus on that digestion and also focus on recovery, which is why you see the likes of Rich Fronin and Josh Bridges, who are top CrossFit athletes. They've implemented fasting and they've seen benefits in terms of that, in terms of the training, in terms of the hormone levels as well. So that's something if you're really interested in it, look into it a little bit more. You can just watch the YouTube video, Rich Froning and Josh Bridges have a few talking about their intermittent fasting, what it's done for them, what it's done for the energy levels, the hormone levels. But what we're focusing on is obviously trying to reduce the calorie, the calorie amount that we're intaking. And obviously then again, on top of that, increasing our expenditure. So I hope that kind of covers fasting. Again, it's only a tool to reduce your calories. So if you're trying to lose a little bit of body fat, give it a go. It's pretty much just like skipping breakfast. And no, breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. Do not worry about that. As long as you have a decent meal the night before, probably like three hours before you go to bed, you'll you'll, you'll probably be fine. There's people who have fasted for 48, 72 hours. And I think the longest recorded fast was like nearly a year, which was done by a clinically, really, really clinically obese uh, man who was under scientific scientific research who so was getting looked after and everything was managed. So don't go starve yourself. However, fasting could be a way that you could, again, restrict your calories, like I've mentioned before. Just give it a try, see what you feel like, make sure you stay hydrated and yeah, you should be absolutely fine. So second little tip for fat loss, which again, which I found beneficial is controlling your stress which is something not a lot of people actually think about when it comes to fat loss instantly they think about right i need a training plan i need to do this that and the other i need to increase my step my expenditure and i also need to sort out my nutrition my diet no there's a third aspect stress is a massive 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 variable when it comes to fat loss if you're stressed off your head and work's going crazy you're down in cups of coffee you're not sleeping you are not going to lose body fat. Don't care how many calories you have, don't care how perfect your trading regime is, you're most likely not going to lose any sort of body fat. Reason being is when we're in a stress state, our body spikes with cortisol. Cortisol is the fight or flight hormone to release whenever we're stressed. And cortisol, and when our body's high in cortisol, our body is just not in a state at all 
to to lose body fat if anything it stores body fat thinking about back in the day i probably referred to it before back in the stone ages or something like that when we were in a fight or flight state when it was getting to a point where our body was under stress we would store body fat because we saw that as a threat and when we store body fat we know that after a long period of time without food we can then use that body fat and burn that for energy so that's kind of how our body thinks it's still kind of stuck in that that old stone age period it's still adapting so when we're, when we're in that high stress environment our body is just going to store body fat so a few things that you can do to control stress first thing sort your sleep out sleep is the most important recovery aspect again whenever i got a client who comes to me who wants to lose body fat i say to them what's your sleep like it's one of the first first things that i really try and push is improving your sleep are you getting at least seven eight hours of sleep Yes, you might be getting that, but is it then quality sleep? Are you getting a lot of REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement or pretty much deep sleep, that deep sleep where a lot of the recovery is happening. Things that can influence your sleep, blue light at night, which is the big one. Um, I've done a podcast touching on all of this sort of thing, so I'll briefly run over it. Blue lights at nighttime, uh, too much caffeine, trying to cut your caffeine down, which I'll then cut, touch on in a second. Try and cut down your caffeine intake and try and cut it off at probably the latest one, two o'clock in the afternoon because that can affect your deep sleep. Uh, other things like trying to go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time each day, your body will just create a body clock. Um, things like going out for a walk early in the day, get some sunlight on you, loads of things. But again, there's a different podcast which will touch on sleep. It's probably previously, it's probably already been out. So definitely have a listen to that one if you're interested in improving your sleep. So the next thing which I briefly mentioned there was caffeine. Caffeine, again, creates a lot of stress. I touched on it on my Instagram story today. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, my link will be in the show notes below at Brendan Pearson Fitness. So caffeine, again, puts us in this fight or flight state whenever we have it. So if we're having a few cups of coffee a day, our body's in a stress state again, increasing our cortisol levels, not putting us in the best situation to lose body fat. Again, caffeine has a knock-on effect with sleep, with recovery, with everything like that. Yes, it can be a great tool for increasing alertness, increasing increasing our performance capabilities when it comes to training, but be careful how often and when you have it. Make sure it's earlier in the day. Make sure it's only really used as a tool to improve performance, whatever it is, whether it's work or whether it's training. Don't just do it for the sake of it. And for anybody who says they can have a cup of coffee at 8 o'clock at night and go to bed absolutely fine, yes, you might be able to get to sleep, but you aren't getting deep sleep. I guarantee you that. You, you aren't getting good sleep. I guarantee you wake up in the morning, you're not waking up fresh, you're probably tired and then you're probably instantly going for that double espresso again. Guarantee it. If you're listening, message me and have an argument with me. I'm only joking, don't argue. But yeah, you, you're you not getting that deep sleep. Tea, coffee, anything like that, even diet sodas, they have caffeine in them. Coke has caffeine in them. Um, I think Mountain, Mountain Dew has caffeine in them, which I didn't actually realise. So things like that, just be careful about your caffeine consumption. Then other stresses in life, sometimes we cannot control them, like work, like stress with the family, like bills and stuff. Sometimes we can't control things like that. So just try and manage as many variables as you can. A little thing that people don't realize as well is that overtraining, so training too much, too often, not giving our body enough recovery time can actually increase our stress, increase our cortisol and massively affect fat loss so make sure you've got a tailored plan make sure probably having at least a two to one ratio of rest days to training days maybe probably a three to one ratio if you're a little bit more advanced in terms of training so that means three days training one day rest repeat 
anybody who trains more than probably five days in a row is probably shooting themselves in the foot unless it's obviously controlled they have a good coach they're a bit more experienced or maybe the the intensity is controlled a lot more so just think about that next time that you you look at your training plan um when it comes to recovery and stress so that's definitely definitely something to consider anyway that pretty much covers stress make sure you control all the stresses in your life and giving yourself some time off not just from the gym but mentally from work as well massively important to have some time to switch off in a world of hustle bustle gary v sort of lifestyle we need to switch off a little bit more which i'm trying to do a little bit more myself so don't be afraid to take a day off relax just chill out for a little bit and you'll feel so much better for it so tip number three for fat loss is including more plants more plant-based foods in your diet so now this is something i've looked into a lot more recently um as you've probably seen on my youtube channel i did a full week going fully vegan just to see what it was like in terms of the health benefits in terms of how i felt and how hard it was so something that I found at the end of it was it was very hard for me to actually hit my calorie goal. So I'm trying to put in a little bit of weight, not so much bulking, but just trying to put a little, little bit of muscle on and get a little bit of weight on. So I found it very hard to hit my calorie goal. The reason being was because plant-based foods, fruit, vegetables, um, grains, lentils, all that sort of stuff are very high in fiber. So they fill you up a lot. And a lot of the foods are very high volume foods. For example, they fill up well. They fill up a lot of your plate, but there actually isn't a lot of calories in them. Like filling your plate up with broccoli, veg, things like spinach, um, even things like chickpeas and lentils and stuff. They fill you up a lot more than you actually realize. They have a lot of fiber in. And a lot of people, I guarantee, at least seventy five percent of the public aren't getting enough fiber in the diet. I guarantee it. Yes, they might be getting little bits from like bread, from porridge and stuff, but probably not the, as much soluble fiber. So soluble fiber is things that you find in beans, like kidney beans, chickpeas, lentils, all that sort of stuff. That was something I found really, really filled me up. And also makes you feel a lot better. So if you're having a lot of plant-based foods, you're going to be getting a lot of micronutrients in your system, all the vitamins, minerals and stuff that you don't normally get from, from other foods. Like If you're living off chicken and rice, if that's your diet, very low-fat diet, you're missing out on a lot, a lot of vitamins that you will get from a plant-based diet. Now, that's not to say go fully plant-based. If you want to, for ethical reasons, have a look into it. If you want to do it for health reasons, there's a lot of things you need to consider. However, incorporating a lot more plant-based foods into your diet. So it could be simply having a few kidney beans with, like, for example, a chili. That's a perfect example. If you're having a chili, um, Make sure you're getting plenty of kidney beans in. It's not just going to be all meat. Get your kidney beans in. If you're making a curry, throw a few lentils in, throw a few chickpeas in just to get that soluble fiber in. If you are having the very traditional chicken and rice diet, which might work for everybody in terms of convenience, it's a very easy, convenient diet. Very simple, meat, carbs. Make sure you're getting plenty, plenty, plenty vegetables in. Get your broccoli in. Get some Brussels sprouts in. Get some other, other forms of vegetables in just to add a little bit more fiber. You can also do things like filling up um, a big bowl full of lettuce and then chucking your meal within the bowl of lettuce. What's that going to do? Again, it's going to increase the volume of your meals, make you feel more full, add in a, a little bit more fiber, and can, it's going to take you longer to eat that meal, so it is going to feel like you're having more and more, and more food, which is then going to make you feel more full, more satiated, and not want to go and snack on different things and, and be starving for the rest of the day. So just all in all, 
find foods that are higher volume and lower calorie foods again like i said vegetables lettuce and get some soluble fiber so lots and lots of fiber in your diet definitely definitely will help not enough people do get fruit and veg in the diet anyway so i think trying to get as many portions as possible into your diet obviously within your calorie goal is something very very beneficial so that just about covers the three tips there's only three here there's obviously a lot of other tips that I could give you, but these are three that I just came to my head that I've recently started implementing with myself and my clients whenever something uh, comes along or somebody comes along who wants to lose a little bit of body fat. Something simple you can implement in your diet and into your lifestyle as well and hopefully help you with a little bit of fat loss. If you are interested in something a little bit more detailed, I do have a few one-to-one online coaching slots. If you don't know what online coaching is, which I don't think a lot of people do, pretty much... It's just like having a personal trainer with you the whole time, but on your phone, on your laptop. We're checking once a week just to make sure that you're on track. Obviously, I cover all your training. I cover your nutrition based on macronutrients. I can give you a few little example meals that you can have based on around the foods that you like, your lifestyle, what what kind of time of day you can train, what time of day you can eat. I pretty much just try to base it around your lifestyle and make it as convenient, as efficient as possible doesn't mean to say that I'm going to be feeding you chicken, rice and veg every single meal. You can still be flexible with your diet. If you like to have a little takeaway on a Saturday or something like that once a week, we can make that work 100%. If you like to have one or two drinks at the weekend, yes, we can make that work. However, there is going to be sacrifice at other times of the day, other times of the week, just so we can allow that. So it's a bit of flexibility. I'm all for enjoying life, obviously, currently at the minute. Life's a little bit dull because of lockdown, because of COVID, everything's going on. So I try and make things a little bit more enjoyable. Me personally, I like to have a drink on a Saturday night and maybe a little bit of food that I wouldn't normally have. So I'll try to implement it in and I'm a massive, massive believer in flexibility. So yeah, online coaching, I cover all of that. You obviously have contact with me 24-7 if you need anything. Drop me a message if you need me to alter your program because of injuries, because of work commitments. I'll do that as well. Uh, I want to build a relationship and I want you to not only get the results that you want, but also be educated in the process, which is again why I've got things like the podcast, like my YouTube and anything to try and help everybody out. And more specifically, the private group just for my clients where I put in exclusive content, a few little workouts, a few little videos. And there's also a full week of my training where I run through everything I do and why. And also, excuse the voice crap, uh, everything I do, why, and also some tips and tricks along the way. So that's just exclusive for my clients. If you're interested, the link is below to sign up. We'll organize a quick one-to-one consultation call, quick little five, 10 minute chat, get to know each other, get to know how I can help you. And then we'll kick it off from there. So if you are interested, drop me a message. If you are in the Newcastle area, I also have a few one-to-one personal training slots. Again, drop me a message on Instagram, whatever is the best way for you to contact me. Instagram, like I said, email, anything. Just drop me a message. I'll reply to as many as I can. We can organize a quick chat and get started from there. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's been informative, short and sharp. Three little tips that you can try and implement. If you need more information or a bit more help, again, drop me a message and I will happily, happily help you out. Anyway, it's been a good one. Another solo episode of Ticked Off. As I always say at the end of every podcast, if you really enjoyed the episode, remember to share it on any Instagram story, Facebook story, Twitter, even though I'm not on there when I should be. Share it on whatever you can just to spread the word. If you could as well, if you really enjoyed the podcast even more, leave a little five star and leave a little review 
on Apple, Spotify, whatever you're on. And just, again, that would massively, massively help me out and help the podcast out. Any sort of positive feedback or even some negative feedback, if you want to give that to me, I'm happy because I'm always looking to improve the podcast. Hence why I've got a little bit of music at the start. So I hope everyone's having a fantastic day, fantastic week. And this does help you out a lot. And one last thing, as I always say, which I always forget to say, is share this podcast with one friend, copy the link, send it over to them just to spread the word again. One friend, one family member, that would be absolutely fantastic. So thank you, thank you very much. If you listen to the full episode, this has been Process. Thank you.